said, you motherfuckers is crazy. I said, I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. And now for our feature presentation. Yeah, I learned a game from William Wesley. You can never check me. Back to back for the niggas that didn't get the message. Back to back like I'm on the cover of Lethal Weapon. Back to back like I'm Jordan 96, 97. Whoa, very important and very pretentious. When I look back, I might be mad that I gave this attention. Yeah, but it's weighing heavy on my conscience. Yeah, and fuck you left the boy no options. I wanna see my niggas go insane. You gon' make me step out of my fucking frame. You gon' make me buy bottles for Charlemagne. You gon' make me go out of my fucking way. I waited four days, nigga, where y'all at? I drove here in the rave playing AR app. I'm not sure what it was that really made y'all mad. But I guess this is what I gotta do to make y'all rap. I mean, oh, can't fool the city, man, they know what's up. Second floor, Tussie's getting shoulder rubs. This for y'all to think that I don't write enough. They just mad cause I got the Midas touch. You love it and you gotta get a world tour. Is that a world tour or your girl's tour? I know that you gotta be a thug for her. This ain't what she meant when she told you to open up more. Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Yeah, you getting body by a singing nigga. I'm not the type of nigga that'll type the niggas. And shout to all my boss, bitches, wife, and niggas. Make sure you hit them with the prenup. Then tell that man to ease up. I did another one, I did another one. You still ain't did shit about the other one. Got the drink in me going bad to bad. Yeah, going bad to bad. I got the drink in me going Alright, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Life As I See It, the podcast. I'm your host, Jers, a.k.a. Life As I See It, episode 157. Uh, we got Gert in the building, C in the building, Woozy, a.k.a. Bad Lungs in the building. Shouts to the homie Rico Key. Uh, of course, make sure all listeners out there, make sure y'all are subscribed to the podcast. So if you're not, make sure y'all subscribe on Apple, on Spotify, or wherever y'all listen to podcasts. Make sure y'all also check out our visual content on our Patreon at patreon.com backslash life as I see it podcast, as well as YouTube. Check all our visual content that we post on YouTube and make sure y'all hit that like and subscribe button on there as well. Um, and then last but not least, of course, make sure that you uh, check it for your smell goods, whether it be for the car, the crib, or wherever at luxcollectionllc.com. Um, so I want to begin, I want to begin here. Um, we were having a conversation kind of off mic, um, and I believe that this can, you know, potentially bleed into this conversation. But one of my mans sent me something. And he was like, y'all should, y'all should discuss this. So he sent a screenshot of what somebody said online. So what they said was, y'all want to hear some harsh truth? Tory Lanez is better than Drake. Argue with your mama. And then they said, what does Drake do better than Tory? Because it damn sure ain't singing. So I want to ask all of you your opinion of that. Um, because like I said, we were kind of having a, a conversation off mic that can kind of tie into a little bit of what we're talking about. So, uh, Wools, I want to start with you first. Um, what, what did you think about that statement? Um, or that, that question, like, what's your take? Um, it's loaded. It's loaded, but talent wise, I would agree. Um, but. It's still subjective. Some people would disagree with like Tory versus Drake because, well, ever since I heard Tory, 
and Drake, I always said Tory was just a doper artist to me, in my opinion. And then once we found out that, you know what I'm saying, um, Drake don't write his shit. Wait a second. His... What do you mean by doper artist? You just brushed over that. Well, if you let the man explain, yeah, <laughs> let man, him get his shit man. off, bro. Relax. <laughs> I know, I'm, I know, I'm moonwalking, but let me, let me, let me show the dance off. God damn! You kid. I forgot what I said. Oh yeah, to me, I said it was subjective. So to me, when I heard both of them, because they both from Canada, you know, obviously they're gonna get compared. But I think Drake was, uh, I think Drake was already cooking at the time, and Tory was on the come up, and I think he was singing and rapping still. Drake was singing and rapping. So in that aspect, that's the similarities, right? The singing and rapping shit. But Tory sings better than Drake to me at that time. Drake has stepped up his uh singing game and his songwriting game if he's writing those songs. But then that comes into play of him not writing some of his raps and shit. Now, I get it. You know, the business of blah, blah, blah. You got to do shit in quality and quantity at the same time. That's a hard feat to do when you're just doing it yourself. I get it. That's the business of the business he's in, right? But the only blemish on Tory's uh, artistry is that he might have took bars here and there from Don Q or whatever. I think that was an issue at one point. But um, overall, yeah, he makes... He has a better percentage of dope albums to me. Oh, you're but, saying doper? You're saying um, doper albums? You think he makes better music, and you think he's a better singer? I don't think he makes better music. I think he's okay. a better artist. Better I think artist. He's a better artist. I just, you think he's a better artist, and you think he is a better singer? Wait a Body second. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What make him a better artist? Yeah, I just said he was going to get to that. You didn't get to what make him a better artist. I just say he's not a better artist. I say he sings better than than Drake. Nah, boys, you just said he was a better artist. <laughs> you just said Tory Lanez is a better artist than Drake. That's what you just said. That's why I said it when I said yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, he is. He is. I thought you meant I confused artistry with better um music. Oh, okay. So I think so, I think Drake got way more bang, way more bangers than Tory for sure. So like, he's asking what makes him a better artist than if you think he is a better artist. Just the subject matter that he talks about to me. It's still I was still more relatable. Drake be talking in colds and he billionaired out. Calabasas, 2 a.m. This and Diddy. I I can't relate to that shit, my nigga. You so know what for I'm you and you don't write it. So that's for not, you that's, the elephant in the room is he don't write the shit, my nigga. That's we gotta not, stop not, saying that. We gotta stop saying he don't write it. Like it it, it if you gonna take that from him. And you're going to let Hove keep that. You, you can't do that. We've done been down this road, girl. Hove don't write. He don't write. He don't take fucking take uh, references. A whole yeah, 32 demos. bars, my nigga, versus Yes, he hook. do. How you know that? Well, how you know that? Uh, because a nigga saying that nigga took my song. If I take your song and do your song over, that's still a reference track. Even if I do put my own twist on, it's the same thing. Niggas, nah, it, it, it's, it's uh, look, 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 girl, girl, check it. Let's let's. It's not even bring. Let's say we 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 we. That you are correct. That has nothing to do with this conversation. We talking about Tory and. Nah, it do. It would have got to do with it is you penalized Drake for it, and then told me that you heard Tory Lanez do the same shit and then penalize him for it. 
No, I didn't. I didn't say he did. He because he hasn't been convicted of it. You said he stole bars from Don Q. So he's been accused of stealing bars. Nah, we heard the stealing of it. Well, I personally like no bullshit. I didn't. I never heard that. I didn't. I never heard that he took something from. He came clean. I'm almost sure he came clean for stealing some shit and then put out a song out about him stealing it after the fact. Cassidy, didn't he steal something from Cassidy too? It was a freestyle. It was a freestyle. I'm not familiar with allegedly, allegedly, yeah, allegedly, allegedly. It's not a legend when he responded to saying, yo, this is what happened when I did that. That ain't a legend no more. But it's like, we pick and choose who we want to penalize for doing the same exact shit because of the multitude that they did it at. Like, niggas is different. So, yeah, you may have the luxury to steal something this way. And I may not be afforded the same luxury of how I have to steal. Nigga, we both stole some. Like, we both thieves. Yeah, but you a 6 a.m. thief, <laughs> and I'm a 3 in the morning thief. Nigga, we both thieves. Uh, that's the difference between stealing and, and a heist. <laughs> My nigga Drake be doing no time to heist, nigga. I'm going to go get the papers, get the Money papers, heist. nigga. <laughs> okay, so I'm better at it than you. You <laughs> You a hubcap stealer, and I hit banks. Nigga, we both yeah, Tori, Tori's, Tori's a chain snatcher, but that nigga Drake, Lutanza. <laughs> so, look, all right, so let's get back to the question. So, all right, so, Gert, so to the question of um, what did Drake do better than Tori because it damn sure ain't singing. That was the question. Uh, what? How do you respond to that? Make hits. He make hits. He raps way better. Drake is a really good rapper, and he sells records. That shit is hard. Cardi, Cardi B. Cardi B not a really good rapper. She's not writing none of that shit herself. None of that. We, we got to relax. That sound like you just, oh, my bad. I thought you said Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, dog. Like, when, when we talk about stealing, right, and I, I, I say this all the time, and we're not talking about stealing, though. That's not what we're talking about. No, no. What I'm saying is everybody... <laughs> no, I just want you to focus on the question. Because we're going to go all the way around the world. I'm not going all the way minutes, around the world. And, and we just want this one question. What I'm got saying you. this is blasphemous to talk about Drake stealing. Because he's not stealing no more than anybody else is stealing. At that level. Like, what he gets coming to him, like, in the position he's in, Songs come to him differently than they would come to a smaller artist. So using it, 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 it's just using shit for, you know, the aesthetics, the hit record part of it. But when we're talking about rapping, that boy could rap. And I, I don't like it. It's undeniable this nigga's rapping ability. As we were saying off air, back to back is the best disc record ever. Don't give a fuck with nobody say how you want to mix it up. He made a diss record, a hit record, that this nigga got a hand in the club for years to come. That shit is going to come on everywhere, and it's a diss record. Like, that shit is different. And and how he was rapping on that is crazy. Tory Lanez could sing. That's dope. Corey Lane, Tory Lane, I said Corey Lane. Nigga, Tory Lanez, um, he made good music. That's undeniable. 
But when you talking about like there's levels to this shit, and that's crazy to say. Like Drake rapping ability surpasses however much you think Tory Lanez can sing better than him. Like, okay, yeah, you can sing better than me. If you task these niggas, yo, go and make a hit record. Yo, go and make a diss track. Yo, go and make a club record. If you take these two niggas and task them with the same task and see who going to get a better finished product, it's going to be Drake by a long shot. I think every step of the way. I'm not going to disagree, though. I, I I just want to say that I think that Drake is a better artist than Tory. Um, and... And I would agree also that Tory sings better than him, but I don't think that that uh, takes away from Drake's artistry. I think he's one of the greatest that we've seen do this hip hop thing. And um, I think he's he's excellent. Like he's found a way to tap into different pockets of the genre. Some of some of which I'm not the biggest fan of, like some of the slow singy stuff. I'm not the biggest fan of, but it doesn't take away from the artistry. It doesn't take away from the hits. It doesn't take take away from the success. His rapping ability is top tier, especially anytime he do any of those 4 a.m. and 5 p.m. in such and such a location. Anytime he get on one of those, he goes crazy. His he got he he done everything. He got mixtapes. He's got classic albums. Like so, I don't think that um, I would put Tory Lanez over Drake in any other category outside of specifically singing. So that's my position. See, how do you look at it? I wasn't really a fan of Drake's until like Back to Back came out. And then I was like, all right, I like him because I like the disrespect. I used to hate Drake, actually, because I did not like the singing. And I used to think that it was just like he was like the female version of Aaliyah is what we used to call him. I mean, a male version of Aaliyah, my bad, is what we used to call him. So it just it wasn't it didn't really translate. And then later, um, after the back-to-back, I started to like appreciate it and listen to him more. I like it when Drake raps with Rick Ross. I like it when he raps with Hov. Um, I like those type of raps from Drake. I don't really listen to Tory a lot. When I do listen to Tory, it's more so of the commercial side of Tory. So I can't tell you who I like the best or the most because I really don't listen to both of them that much. But if I had to, I guess either or maybe Drake, um, just because I hear him more, just because I um, he's more visible and visual. Um, and that's not to take anything away from Tory Lanez, but I just don't listen to him that much to um, critique his music or to say that he's better. Or I he has better it. artistry. I could dig it. I mean, it's just, you know, the thing about... Um... I guess the thing about Drake, like even going back to your point of, you know, you like the disrespect and you like basically when he's rapping. So that kind of even speaks to what I'm saying about some of the singy stuff. Like some of it I could tolerate. Some of it is not bad. But other parts of the singy stuff, I don't really I don't look to him for that or I don't want that from him. Um, But it sounds like to me, like you've always been able to at least appreciate whenever he does do those like when he does actually rap, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you might not be the one that's going out back when we actually bought CDs and purchased albums. Like you might not have been the one to go out and cop the album or be the one that's that's playing it on, on release day. But when you do hear those rapping, when you do hear him and you do hear him rapping, you know what I'm saying? You can appreciate that. Now, in terms of the best disc record, I think that he did 
the best job of executing a disc record and making it be a hit record. We've never seen, we've, I've never seen that in my era. Um, I think if you if you go back to the beginning, you get BDP and KRS, and when you start talking about the bridges over and stuff like that, I'm sure that played Wasn't on the radio. Wasn't a disc record? Yes, you it was. You were a wankster, but you it, never. It, it, it yeah, was. They ain't, ever, they ain't ever gonna give it to Fifty. That's the top five. Because it, it, it that, that was a song. That was that was a. better than Wankster too. Yeah, um, it, it 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 it's it's. And Wankster it was, was crazy. Now Wankster had the streets on lock. Back to back had the everybody on lock. That's the difference. Well, it's more a mass. I wouldn't say that because Wankster kind of propelled and put Fifty where he was supposed to be, like as far as the masses is concerned, that's when people got to know who 50 was. The 50 already had the streets and Wankster wasn't for the streets. Wankster what? was for the radio. It was to get his name out no. there. And that's what Wankster kinda... wasn't for the radio though. Wankster it wasn't for the radio. Over. Wankster crossed over. Yeah, it crossed over. Yeah. It wasn't, it was, it was for the streets. It was for the radio. No, no it, was it wasn't for the, for the radio. Jersey's Ray, was it? It was this record. I think Wankster was for... I think Wankster was for the masses to know who 50 was. I to, be, no, to, be, Wankster, to be very Wankster clear in the club. Wankster caught on from the mixtapes and right. they ended up servicing right. it to the yeah. radio. Right. So, again, it was for the streets and it caught on. But the one that he made that really put him on, like the, the, the map map was in the club. That's the one that sent him all the way out of here. Now, Wankster added to the recognition of people who may not have known and, and all of that. Wakes is before in the club, right? Wakes yes. is before in the club, yes. So in the club is the one that that's that's what sent him over the top. But I mean, that's a good, that's still a good reference. Like, yes, that was also um, a hit record, though, and that was playing everywhere. So I, I will give you that. That may be number two. But yeah, Wakes it up. wasn't. It wasn't bigger than. It wasn't bigger than back to back. I wouldn't um, say bigger than that. I would just say that that was one of the uh, most influential disc records, like on a. On par if back to back if if Wankster ran so that back to back that's, that's all I'm saying. Like it was it, it put you on par to where Drake should be. I'm not gonna deny that. Well, no, I absolutely cool. think that um back to back is undeniably top five, maybe top three, but I still feel like it's Ether's the best, number one. Nigga. I still feel like Ether's number one because I think it's the best constructed disc record of all time. So but we're not talking about we're not talking about just strictly hits. So when you add that element into it, you have to respect it as such because that's a like that's not an easy thing to do, and that's not that's not normal. Most people, when you have a diss record, it's just a shot at that person or that group, and that's what that is. So the fact that it did turn into a hit, you got to respect it as such. But I'm saying, as far as a constructed diss record, I say Ether lyrically, is Ether, you think lyrically Ether is better than uh, Back to Back? Yes. Uh, other two panel members, yeah, I think I would, say, I would say no because back to back, the impact in the phrase that they gave it, but not even nobody. I'm saying bar for bar, like what Drake did bar for bar shooting at Meek and what Nas did bar for bar shooting at Hope. You think, like, if you take their bars, punches, was this punchline better or that punchline better, and go through them whole shit. You think Ether is? I'm going with, gonna, I'm going with I would Ether. say Drake, but did Drake write it though? See, that's the thing. That's the caveat too. But did he? If he wrote that and that was his shit, that shit was hard. 
because no, it, it definitely was, a, was hard. I'm not denying that. You can't. Yeah, I think bars, 100% Drake writes all of his bars. I think hit records. Yeah, that's the problem. They 100% have proof he didn't write the bars. <laughs> that's no. what we talking about, wait, girl. Wait, time out. I'm speaking to <laughs> hit record. Okay, this song is going out to the public for the public it's to see. It's like winning a chip in the bubble, man. It's over. Huh? You won a chip in the bubble. He won a chip in the bubble when the rap. Uh, now we can, never, we can never look at that. What I'm saying is... Rap is a rap. I know. I'm asking y'all all, all three of y'all. Um, and what I'm saying is when you look at a song, right? Oh boy, DJ I, Drama, boy, I tell you. Lemon Pepper. Lemon Pepper's a Drake record where Drake is rapping. That's not for, you know, this has to be number one on the charts. Like a song like God's Plan. I think God's Plan is a collective effort of, you know, we sit down with the best mind and this song got to go out. And that's what I'm saying with rapping. When he gets on the mic and says, yo, I'm rapping with niggas. I need to outshine these niggas. I think he's pinning his own shit. This is just my POV. I can agree with that. We need a big record and we need something that needs to go to the radio today. Um, that's might where have and I think that is for all. Uh, I think Hove do the same shit. When you look at producer names on a Jay-Z record, Rick Rubin, uh, all of these, look at a, a, a credit list of any big record and you hear names like you never fucking heard. Well, not you never heard of, but. It's all of the top names. What you think these niggas are doing if they getting credit for making these songs? Well, it depends on what they're getting credit for. Right. It depends on what they're getting credit for. If they're getting credit as a producer, listen, listen. If they're getting credit as a producer, writing, writing, writing credit. But I'm saying you're not gonna see you're not gonna see a long list like you see on Beyonce for Hope. You're not. When it comes to writers. I said what I'm listen to what I'm saying, Gert. Listen, what I'm saying is. You're speaking about writing and someone writing their stuff and people having writer's credit on their on their songs. What I'm saying is when you see Hov's name, you don't see a long list of people's names under writer. A long you list. Make- don't get hung up on me saying a long list. Why if not? you see <laughs> another MC that you did not hear fucking <laughs> saying, speaking on the track, if you look at Jay-Z writer, writer's credit, you will see names of voices that you did not hear. What you think these niggas is doing? All right. Well, we that's getting the off business track. of it because because if 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 the if they sampled man, let's say they made a beat with four samples in it to clear the sample, they want writing credit. That's just the way it go. So you are gonna see fucking mad names on the writing side now. Is some I don't know. We can make the argument. Your argument is valid because we don't know, right? But you want to know what we do know? Your boy got a reference track out. This <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Hove on backstage. Hove said, "I'm from the murder capital where we murder for capital." And Kanye told him to say that on backstage. But you're never gonna mention that one. It's a hook, girl. Come on, girl. <laughs> right. I think Styles and Jada just be in there, like, not telling them, yo, and this with this ball, so when I come in, I can come in with that ball. Yes, it is the same, nigga. A nigga told you to say some shit. 
Not tripping. It's not the same. It's not the same, girl. It's not Gert, the same. Girl. Is, uh, nah, girl, you don't. You don't Gert, 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 let's teacher. get out. Yeah, let's 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 get off of this though, because I I we got Gert, we, you we, should we, go yeah, to the colleges. Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you definitely get niggas oh. off though. He but listen, did it a pause, little, pause, but he pause. did it a lot. Yo, listen. Um, real quick, I wanted to um, I wanted to talk about this from this perspective, right? So. Netflix got the the Jeffrey Dahmer story on uh, on Netflix right now, right? Okay, cool. Now we all know the the overall story of Jeffrey Dahmer just being a serial killer. He was killing people. He was eating them, freezing them, all of that type of shit, right? We may not have known all of the intricate details because we was young and we didn't really do our research to care that much, right? I mean, respectful respectfully to all of the victims and people who were killed. But this is the perspective I want to speak about it from. So I saw like black people, AKA black Twitter online, trying to be outraged. And I'm just like, yo, black people, we got to relax. So I saw people take the position of, oh, well, we need to get this taken off of Netflix and this needs to be canceled because he was targeting uh, young people young black gay men and we don't need the portrayal of young black gay men being targeted and and y'all need to take this off of netflix and boycott it and it's like yo fam bro 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 relax all right relax because you was the same people that was mad when they was trying to cancel dave Chappelle, and you was taking his side because you didn't think it was offensive or this that and the third my thing is at the end of the day if you don't want to watch it don't click it you don't have to watch. Nobody's making you watch anything. They got all types of categories. They got all types of things for you to watch on Netflix. And I just think that everything isn't and shouldn't be treated like an opportunity for us to be outraged about something. I think that's where we shoot ourselves in the foot a lot of time when we're asking for certain things. It's like, yo, you got to pick your battles. Me personally, I don't feel like this is one that's worth fighting for or fighting over. Um but see, do you see that any differently? Like, do you, like, how do you look at that? I kind of feel both sides, though. Um, because there will be people who see this as an opportunity to mimic his behavior, unfortunately. Um, you have the guy who just went up to Buffalo who drove two hours just to shoot Black people. I mean, and that's not to say that he got that from a documentary or whatever, but um it's kind of like they glorify the person the villain and they give him the movie they give him the documentary how about you do a documentary on all the families that were affected by him he's had several movies him john wayne gacy a uh, john wayne gacy i'm sorry the other guy uh ted bundy these guys have all had different types of documentaries and they do them with all of the serial killers and everything but if you want to show how gruesome and how um, I guess how bad it was, show the aftermath, show the families who were affected rather than showing the um, the story. It's just like somebody doing a story on the lady who uh, got Emmett Till killed. They, they do Emmett Till stories, but they don't do stories and documentaries on her. At least I haven't seen one, you know, to um, that basically is just portraying her and like more so of a human light. They're not. And they get these stories and they show these people and they try to show like, oh, they were going through this in life. They had a bad childhood and everything to try to get you to be um, to empathize with that killer, the white killer. 
and it's just like, well, can somebody empathize, you know, with Trayvon Martin? Can somebody make a story about him walking home from school one day and him happen to be, you know, hit him met with danger and in danger in his own neighborhood? Can you make that and make, uh, like, could you make us seem more, you know, relatable? You make the killer seem more relatable and they're mostly white. Well, the thing about that is, unfortunately, we don't own any of the studios outside of Tyler Perry and maybe what Kevin Hart is trying to do with his network. It's not a lot of us that own our own studios where we can even produce and pump out material on our own without the backing of these big corporations and these billion dollar entities. So that's number one. It has to get greenlit by these studios. And I mean, it's happened before with the Kylie Broder story. It's happened like yeah, the but Hove did. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, Hove did. But he you, you did get it what I'm saying? Harvey Wine. He did it with Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. He did it, and you know, and right now they're doing an Emmett Till one. So, and they did. They tried to do a um a series on ABC. But what I'm saying is, is that it's just that's not an excuse. And if someone is in uproar, and if someone is mad. If the families are upset and if they are mad, it's because they keep seeing this person that killed an eight-year family member keep getting documentaries. Well, here's the thing. I'm with you on the families potentially having to relive it just off of the fact that it exists, because I doubt very seriously that the family members are actually watching this. I, I would imagine that that's mad traumatic. But I, so I can I can be I can get with you on them feeling some type of way. But I I'm just of the belief that people have fake outrage. People ain't really outraged. Like, that's just what I believe. I don't think people really be this up in arms about all this type of stuff. They wanna attach themselves to uh, a line of thinking because they know they're gonna get support from a group. And there you have it. Everybody's looking for their 15 minutes of fame. Attention is the new drug now. I don't think it's really much about your real true outrage. There are some people, but I don't think that's the majority of people. Gert, what you say? I think people got the right to make whatever they want to make. And you have the right to not tune into whatever you want to tune in to. And we have to push that narrative. Don't watch it. Like, you, you don't have to watch it if you don't like it. I didn't watch it. I don't think I'm going to watch it. I don't care. I don't care. Like, I, none of that shit does anything to my brain or makes me want to entertain any of it like hitler had a channel for the last past lot of years like yes dude this, this is what happens here with these but it's like y'all talking about boycotting the show boycott the network that put it on don't watch it if you don't watch it if you don't talk about it then it'll go away it only lives because you talk about it yeah I mean, I think it's pretty simple to me. I, that's a simple concept. Even when Dave Chappelle was talking about on his special, he was like, hey, just remember, if you don't like anything that I have to say, just remember, you clicked my face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you the fool. Like, how you watching something just to get mad about it? That don't make sense. Like, a lot of people are triggered by slavery movies and, and things that are set in, no, in those time uh, timetables or time periods. Well, of course they have the right to feel however they may feel, but it may be that. 
Right. It may be valid, but does it also make sense to actually click it, sit through two hours who's of to it? say that they watched it? They probably didn't watch it, which is why they probably just mad at it. They probably just see that it's another one and they're just mad at it. Not to well, say that they watched it. And that's why I'm saying they got to relax. They got to relax. You can't control much of anything. <laughs> Very few things that you actually in real life can actually control. So like, why are you tripping? Like, like, come on. Like, like they say, okay, even if we're talking about you seeing all of this stuff online, it's your phone, right? So you on the phone and you seeing it, but you can like put the phone down. You can log out of the app. You can not click on the app. You can like, it's not that deep. It's not that deep. Just disconnect. That's all. And nobody's, nobody's actually coming inside of your home and making you do anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if you're opening yourself up to it, then you are part of the problem. Just relax. Just relax. That's that's all. Wolves, what you think? Yeah, I don't know the business. Meaning, like, I don't know. I, I did hear, like, they didn't have to compensate the families and all that. So I, I, my only thing, boycott, whatever, that's on y'all, whatever y'all want to do. People still going to watch it. They ain't going to stop that. But the family should be compensated off of... Uh, Offer any monetary gain, in my opinion. Now I don't know how you but do. Why? What you mean? There's no story without victims, serial killer. That's the whole story. Now it's it's fantasized and and, and, and propelled because he was gay and it's cannibalism involved, and and the victims was was black and he was white. That's the whole. That's the whole on the story. on the surface. Yeah. That's right. that's the story that's, on the surface. I don't think right? That's what it is, though. That's what it is. I think people really want to understand the mind of a nigga that could do some shit like that. I think that's I think that exists too, though. I think you're yeah, right. I think, both things, I think both things are true. But that's not no regular shit to do. If you look at the population of the world and then the percentage of serial killers in the total number of people in the world. That number is so small, people are infatuated about what makes that brain tick. I but I, I think you're right about that. I think y'all both right though. I think y'all both right. Yeah, so I don't have no calculations of how to do it. So my only thought on the fly is like whatever the, the serial killer got convicted for, meaning if he got convicted for five, seven victims, then those Victims should be compensated anytime there's a story for monetary gain with his name involved. That's just my opinion. Uh, that that I, could be I, I, cool, I, but it's just like, how would you really I, I, do I think, that? No, nah, I think I think you had to put that in legislation. So we have to like set a bill. You know, they yes. got the Son of Sam law and all that shit. So it ain't nothing for niggas to go. What's the Son of Sam law? Some shit. I don't even know that. That if, 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 it's something to where like you can't. Like Dahmer can't produce that movie and make it. Well, he did, right. but <laughs> he can't produce nothing. Well, I'm saying nobody from his family could do it. Like why he can't do it? That's the son of Sam law. I'm assuming uh, that's what that son of Sam law is. Wrote a book and his dad had to get the proceeds to the um. Right, the they can't just. So I'm saying, like, if they're going to keep whipping it up and niggas going to keep doing it, I think the victims, at minimum, I mean, it's not going to erase what happened, but they should. Back. Right, right. Yeah, you know the whole that whole thing, but they should get money from because they just they just get money, dog. Yeah, but I don't money. know if they did or they didn't because they did a whole episode with just this one guy, 
that he supposedly had killed. Like this one episode was dedicated to him. I think they don't get no money though. Or they not out there, or they not like they not they not it's not demanded. Like if the if the people who created the the Dahmer series wanna give them money, that's on them, but they're not by law. I got a question. Yeah, well, you might be right because it's not directly like it's not like a, a true depiction. It's just something that they created. So it's not like said to be what really happened. I got a question. What amount of money would make that okay? No, nah, I don't make it okay. I'm just saying, like, nigga, like if, if if let's say for instance somebody mercs my whole family, right? And then every seven years it's a doc. It's a movie. It's a whole thing. Niggas getting money left and right. Now, my name is getting brought up every time this shit comes out, comes out, comes out, and I don't get nothing from it. And these niggas getting filthy rich from it. It's not okay, but at minimum, if you're going to keep bringing my family into it, I need, yeah. So basically you're saying they need to NFT this thing. (laughs) I'm saying what amount of you want to say it. Again, what amount of money would make you say, I go ahead. Y'all could, y'all could do. I think one. he already answered that. It's I, not I, about I think nah, it's I'm not, not about a number. Yeah, it's not, it's not about a number. It's like, like, girl, like, I'm not, I'm not petitioning for you to make the movie. I'm just exactly. saying, in, in, in the, in, in, in the, as, as the movies keep happening, I should keep getting money. But I'm not gonna sit here and be like, yo, let's make a movie every time. Like, I'm not, I'm not sick minded like that to like. Yo, we need another movie, dog. Three years past now. <laughs> nah, I'm not. No, nah, I'm just saying. But if you're gonna keep profiting off off of my name, indirectly or directly, then I should get some bread. Name or my like family that. should get some bread. Yep, that's what it is. It's not about. That's just my though. opinion. That's just my opinion. Now it's I don't know how it. they would put that. And I don't know how they would put that in there. So off the fly, I just came for whoever the serial killer got convicted for. They should get compensated every time it's a um. It's monetary game with his name in it. Like you said, Ted Bundy. You know how many Ted Bundy shit? You Google Ted Bundy right now, my nigga. That shit is like, they damn near got anime with that nigga. <laughs> Word up. Boy, that shit crazy. I won't be surprised that nigga like in South Park or some shit. That was really funny. <laughs> but what it was put to, <laughs> kind of, but that was really funny. <laughs> were um so yeah i mean that that of course happened and then um you know also uh lost another hip-hop legend uh coolio passed away from i believe they said it was cardiac arrest um so of course rest in peace to coolio it's interesting because like you know certain artists um well well a lot of artists have different legacies right i think he's just gonna forever be linked to the movie Dangerous Minds due to his song Gangsta's Paradise because I can't hear that song and not think of that movie personally like that was probably I think that one he won a Grammy for that um and I don't know if the movie won any awards but that was like a big deal that year Gert that was your year that was (laughs) 9-5 um so you know I definitely can't hear that song without thinking about the movie. I can't watch that movie without thinking about the song. Um, now, he had a couple other joints, but I think that's probably his his biggest record ever. So, um, you know, I don't I don't have too much of a deep dive, but I did just want to 
uh, say rest in peace to Coolio, because um, that's just another loss um, in hip hop. Now, as far as more controversy, so Joe Button found himself the victim of another controversial situation because he his last podcast that he released, uh, it was uploaded, it was up for a few hours, and I was listening as I was getting ready, and then all of a sudden, it just cut off. When I refreshed the app, I went back to it, the whole episode was deleted. So trying to figure out, okay, well, what's going on? Well, it came out later that how he started the podcast was a joke, or I don't I don't want to say it was a joke, but he made statements in the beginning of the podcast, and people, I guess, they took it, they ran with it, and I'm not sure if it was a result of the backlash, why they took it down, or maybe initially it wasn't supposed to be included at all. But basically what he said was in the beginning, Crap. yeah, basically what they said, what he said in the beginning was he used to be the king of fake putting the condom on in the corner. And, you know, the, the cast was all kind of like, it was laughing, but they was like, yo, you serious? He was like, yeah, like 100%. Like I used to, he was like, that's before I figured out how to bust through the lambskin. <laughs> He's like, I used to try to find the thinnest condoms possible. So, you know, they all joking, they laughing. And then they was like, yo, man, you mad sick. He was like, no, that's, he was like, I used to be. He was like, I'm more, he's like, I'm much more evolved. I'm, I'm much more mature now. Like that's, that's the old me, this, that, and the third, whatever, whatever, whatever. Now, for anybody who's never listened to the pod, a lot of times they'll just hit record and they'll just be talking. And that was kind of a conversation that was a continuation from something that I guess they were talking about off mic. So that's how the pod started. Like I said, when they re-uploaded it, that part was totally eliminated, but Shade Room and Ball Alert and all of these blog sites picked it up. And that was like a topic of conversation. Um, see, I'll just, you know, start with you as, as the female on the pod. Um, how did you look at that? Did you look at it as a joke? Do you think he was serious? Were you offended, et cetera? Like, what are your thoughts? I wasn't offended um, because he didn't have sex with me. So, I mean, I don't care. But <laughs> I did think that the act of you saying that, you certain things that he jokes about, I believe sometimes he has somebody that's censoring his stuff. Sometimes he needs a woman there to censor his stuff. Um, because a lot of times things that you say can be taken out of context. And for guys, it may not seem that serious. But for some women, it seems serious. And it's because you're taking away a woman's choice. If they agree to have sex with a condom and you're saying that you wasn't or you fake putting a condom on, that's not that's not funny to some women, especially when there's all types of stuff going on around here. So it's it's kind of like put Molly all in her drink. She ain't even know it. That's exactly what that is. Giving somebody something that they did not ask for and they did not consent to. So um, I wasn't really offended because I know that Joe jokes a lot of, uh, around a lot because I listen to him a lot, but I can see how it could be taken that way. And I can see how women are offended because they just feel like they continuously get disrespected throughout, you know, different forms of media. And his track record with disrespecting women a lot of the times comes up and it's just like, you want to defend him, but it's just like so much stuff has came out or like whether he's joking or not, it just doesn't sound good. 
So let me ask you this. Um, of course, you know, I respect that perspective, but I do want to respond to one thing that you said was you think that, you know, he does have people censoring him. And sometimes you think that he should have a woman present to help aid in censoring him or whatever. Um, my pushback or my question to you was why? And I'm asking why, because this is somebody who's independent, void of any sponsors or any of those types of things. He's created his own network. He's, he has his own audience. Um, so why can't he do whatever he wants to do and say on his platform without being censored by a man or a woman? That's my question. He can do that and he'll face backlash like he did uh, today. He did that. He was censored. I believe he was censored by a man like they um, actually, you know, took the time out to, I guess, edit or cut whatever he had to say. But you can you know, just do and say whatever you want to because this is it's freedom of speech. But you can't be mad when people are offended and when people are calling to cancel you. We are in a very sensitive climate right now. So if you say anything that is remotely close to rape or any form of, you know, and I'm not going to say rape, maybe that's a little bit too harsh, but it kind of is um, because you're not, you're, you're, you're doing something that's not completely... You're doing something and you're agreeing to do something with someone and you're not holding your end of the bargain. So it's like you're taking that choice for them. So in a sense, when you guys are consenting to sex, you're consenting to sex with a condom. You're not consenting to sex without one. So heaven forbid, if you had an STD or STI, that person was given that because of you, from you. So that is, and who could, like, and that's not to put any, specific sexual transmitted disease on him but some are deadly you know and when you aren't protecting yourself and some are protected through condoms and when you aren't protecting yourself and you're just saying I'm just going to take this person's life into my hands and I'm going to do what I want to do that right there that draws on another conversation okay um I respect that last bit of pushback I would say um or not even pushback but just um if everything is true and factual, then you are 100% right. But in the event that, let's say he was just saying these things in jest, let's say they were actual jokes. Do you think that it's just a joke in bad taste and you just shouldn't make jokes? Because again, we've talked about Dave Chappelle and how people try to cancel him and other comedians who say certain things um, in comedic fashion. Certain people find it funny, other people don't find it funny. So assuming he's not a comedian comedian and he said 1000 percent. like when they say are you serious he doubled down on it he said 1000 percent. like my thing is if you would have just been like man like and you know and just gave him a look or something then that would leave it up to speculation and nobody would know but the fact that you doubled down on what you were saying and it's not like i don't take a lot of the stuff that he says to heart because I, like I said, like, it's not that I know him, but I've been listening to him for a long time. Some of the stuff he could be joking with, some of the stuff he probably is not joking with, but I just take it as just banter amongst his friends. I don't take it to be a thousand percent serious, but when you double down on that and you say things like that, especially in this climate, knowing where we are, I could only assume that you felt like it wasn't um, harsh to say, and it was nothing wrong with that. 
which is the same thing that he did to that girl, which is why she quit the network that, um, I forget her name, that dark skin girl, when he was like talking to her and he was saying what he said to her on air, he didn't feel like it was anything wrong. So I could only assume that he doesn't really know. That's why I said he needs a woman, specifically some type of woman that could help him censor himself because some men don't see the issue or the problem in what he's saying, but some women can and see how it could be taken and treated in a way that it's offensive. Okay, fair enough. The problem is the act of it. Like, you can say whatever you want. Don't do the shit. And <laughs> when people do speak on these experience of shit they did, I think people should take them as learning lessons instead of trying to, you know, silence it or... Like, we got a problem, I would say, in this country with people having a problem with talking. Like, you can say whatever you want to say. The problem is when people be doing shit. Like, don't do that. But if you want to talk about it, go ahead. Just don't do the shit. Okay. Uh, How am I supposed to stop him from doing that? He talked about it. The problem is, is that people think that they could just say anything without any backlash. You could say whatever you want to say. This is the land of the free country. You could talk, you could say whatever. But people who are offended have the right to be offended as well. With your truth and with your honesty comes backlash, especially if you are a public figure. It's just being responsible for what you're saying. I'm not saying I had a problem with it or whatever because I wasn't offended because I wasn't the one he was having sex with. But at the same time, other people might be. Well, I, I dig it. Um, uh, Wolves, what do you what do you think about that situation? I think it's a strategic move, marketing. And hear me out. This is why I say it. It's plenty of time. If you listen to Joe's pod, it's plenty of times they say something wild and they bleep it out. They bleep it out, keep moving, laugh. They say, Erickson, mark it up, da-da-da. So the fact that they did this, let the pod rock for however long they let it rock for, and then re-uploaded it, chopped it out, to me it's a strategic move to have the same dialect we have now. That's just my opinion. So the fact the blogs picked it up, we talking about it. I mean, he's very smart, and the fact that he's 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 a... Uh, as you said, he's 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 a sole controller of that. There's nobody behind him. He has to maneuver in a space where people have sponsors and mad people behind the curtains doing stuff for them. He's a one man band man. So this is a strategic move to get him, you know, circulating through the bogs and have people check for him because podcast game is like a service game. You're only as good as your last pod. So the fact that they do however many, I think they do two a week and then they do mad Patreon shit. So they really over there cooking. So this strategic to me, I, ain't, I, I, I can't. And, and the, yeah, they, they, I done heard them blurt out some shit. They ain't even have to blurt out. They just did it <laughs> like, yo, blurt that out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the fact they let this go, nah, bro, I'm not rolling. And bro, yo, they started the pod with this. This wasn't an hour in. I know. This was at the top of the joint, first 10 minutes. So yeah. 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 Um, it's interesting. Um, and like you said, you're only as good as your last pod. Of course, uh, we put out one once a week, uh, but you could actually go 
right now to YouTube and check out our last interview we did with uh, Low Gross from the Notable Ruckus podcast. That's on our YouTube page right now. So make sure y'all go check that out. So that's Life As I See It podcast on YouTube. Um, and you're absolutely right. I mean, you only as good as your last effort, right? Especially in this art and this creative space. Um, so it's uh, it's interesting and it's going to be interesting to watch what he has to say come next pod. You know we're going to address it, but that's just it, right? That's where that marketing thing comes into play when you're able to stir up the pot, let it bubble for a couple of days, and now everybody's going to be checking to see what you got to say about what everybody's been saying about you. So it's smart, and I guess you do whatever you're willing to sacrifice. If you play that game, then it's whatever you're willing to sacrifice for the sake of the views, the clicks, the likes, the the, the monetary game. So um, I, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. It's when you talk so much, you're going to say some shit. And trying to, I think he was just, and I didn't hear the shit, but I'm basing it off of what I know to be him. He's saying some shit that he used to do. Like we was just talking about getting rubbed at a party. 10 years from yeah, now. That sounds crazy. <laughs> that's, that sounds wild, bro. Like, you get, ru- you get rubbed say- out? Yeah, just say that we we were talking about grind dancing. That's what we were talking about. That's making you making my ah, point. Ten years from now, hit the headlines, Jersey. Yo, dog. Ten <laughs> years from now, that's gonna be looked at that way, and that's what he he doing shit that niggas was doing. Yeah, I remember when I was growing up. It's this shit that was called Spanish Fly that. Niggas was putting in girls' drinks. That's date rape. Whoa. That's date rape. Like, what it, it is what it is. So as time progresses, you know, I think he was talking about shit he was doing at that time period. And instead of saying, yo, boycott, ban, cancel, it's like, yo, that was a nasty time. And let's make sure that shit ain't still happening. It's how I look at all of that type of stuff. Yeah, I think both could be be right because I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying like the strategic part of leaving it in the pod and then re-uploading it. Yeah, because if you were gonna delete it, then you should have just deleted the whole pod and said something else. The fact yeah, that you yeah. deleted it, took that one part out, re-uploaded everything else, that speaks to either A, you did it on purpose and you wanted to just track what that would do, B you did it to see if nobody would trip but once you saw it you you responded and and, and took it away or you, you know what i'm saying like there's a there's a there's a few different avenues you can look at it um but yeah the up the re-upload it does speak volumes again it's the action over over everything the action of you re-uploading it says that you know you know what's going on and your pulse is on the culture enough to know what's happening so and we can't eliminate the fact that maybe it was never supposed to be uh, part of the pod in the first place. I know when, you know, we do our pods and, you know, if if I'm editing something or, you know, sometimes you might forget to leave something out or sometimes like you may not actually listen back to it. Right. So like you said, you talk so much. They do a bunch of Patreons or they do a bunch of content. You talk so much. 
if you're trying to improve, I think it's important to actually listen to yourself back and hear, okay, damn, I could have did that better, could have said that better. But sometimes you don't want to hear yourself. You know what I'm saying? So what if it was a situation where he didn't even hear it again? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. All I know is regardless of whatever, there's definitely going to be a lot more people tapped in, tuned in to the very next episode that comes out. And, you know, we'll never know if it was done on purpose or not. Now, um, basketball season is essentially here. Preseason's going on now. Regular season's about to start any day now. Um, you got football season, who which started about a month or so ago. You got baseball season, where uh, this is the month where you have the World Series uh, and the playoffs, and it's probably one of my favorite times of year because you have all of the three major sports happening all at the same time. I want to ask y'all a question as it pertains to baseball and Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, for people who don't know, is uh, he plays for the Yankees and he has been chasing history as far as the American League is concerned with having the most home runs in a season in the American League. He finally tied the record, from my understanding, he hasn't yet broken the record, but he's the first one to do it in mad decades. My question to y'all is, you catch the ball, you catch the record-breaking ball. Um, do you hold it or do you sell it? And if you hold it, how long do you hold it for? See, I'm going to start with you first. How long do you hold it for um, before you sell it? Like, what do you do if you catch it? Definitely selling it. Right. I'm not keeping that shit. I mean, just because I don't, I mean, I know it's supposed, you're supposed to care because it's baseball. If I actually sat through a whole baseball game and I caught that ball, <laughs> I'm getting some money out of it. I'm so getting a whole lot out of it. I probably hold it for like maybe, I right, maybe five years. Just so it can okay. age. Okay. Now I, I got to because. No, no, this no, 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 this is her. Now, this is the thing. Not only because I got to get the best amount of money that I got to get for it, because mm -hmm. he's going to be asking me for it. And I want to see you play. So <laughs> I'm going to see you play each year. Maybe if you got like five more years left to get take, I don't know how many years you got left to get take, but I'm going to be right beside you. And I, um, after that, I'll say you to go. I'll say you the ball. Yeah. I'll say you the ball after you retire. And it should be worth more then. So. Oh yes, that's seven, that's a seven figure payday easy. Um, <laughs> Maybe ten if I play it right. <laughs> I mean that nigga DM before he make it the home plate. So you, you sell you what? catch so you catch the ball and you selling it immediately same day. I'm, I'm going Aaron Judge DM before he make it the home plate. <laughs> I got the ball. Highlight me, dog. Boy, that nigga make it around the bases. He gonna know. It, so it, do it, you it, think? So, so do you not think that it would appreciate in value over time? Because that would be the record-breaking ball. Not yeah. gonna, it's going to appreciate with value in his hands. So you don't care about the appreciation of value. you taking your money off the press right now. In my hands, it's a baseball. The value comes with people wanting it. Correct. Um, so you could finesse yourself out of a nice situation. Never. Not with that. Nah, nah. <laughs> 
No, it's no such that. thing. It's the record-breaking ball. That's the one that everybody wants. All right. Exactly. Now, now this is the record-breaking ball. No, the no, no the one, the one that broke the record is all. The one that broke the record is always the most. This is what I'm saying. The value in it is. He's saying, well, if another ball breaks that ball record. No, no, no. Aaron Judd can go to fucking uh, Dick Sporting Goods, buy another ball, and say, yo, this is the real ball. I got it from him. Your word against his at this point. They could finesse you out of it. You you just got a baseball. The nah, value. But you know what, though? They weigh differently. They, the baseballs are made differently. And, yep. and, and grab and another that, one out of the shit right listen, there. Beyond that, you all them cameras in that stadium, they're absolutely zooming in on the person who catches that ball. Let's be clear. So That's your face, your face is attached <laughs> to the You're gonna be public enemy enemy number one, buddy. <laughs> you might need security. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wolves, what you doing? You, you, you selling, you selling immediately, you hold him, what you doing? I'm, yeah, I'm with Gert, but the only the, the difference is I ain't going to say holla at me. I'm going to put in a DM. We could do this however you want to do it. Just know <laughs> what you tell me determines if you get this now or 10 years later. You know what I'm saying? So the number, if the number right, you can have this in five seconds. Word. If the number ain't right, I'll, I'll wait it out. Because like Gert said, it's a baseball it's that a somebody baseball. wants. Right. So even I don't care. So even if you tell me, if you tell me you're giving me seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for this eight dollar baseball. Uh, we it, we waiting, right. we waiting. Uh, okay. <laughs> we waiting. Uh yeah. The value then fuck it. I'm like, you know what, Judge? I'm talking to the jury now, nigga. Fuck out of here. We, we done talk to the judge, now I'm talking to the jury. The George jury the talking jury. about 3.5. You better step it up, nigga. Because the jury <laughs> said they want 3.5. They done caught me, caught the shit on ESPN. I done caught the shit like Kenny Lofton, nigga. I'm out here. 3.5. You talking 750. You better wait for that other ball, that other home run you hit, nigga. This one's not the last ball you ever played. That's going to be the most valuable, the uh, second valuable one. It's the last ball he ever hit. Hey, that yo. That finessed itself out of uh, the bag from the Lakers. That was Dennis Schroeder, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's Dennis. Yeah, but he did some other shit. That wasn't good, though, because you're not even... Girl, look, I got, I, got, I got the ball, and people's on my heels throwing me numbers, and the nigga I want to get a ball to throwing me the lowest number. That's not Derek Schroeder. No, right. it's not. He did the opposite. He did the yeah. opposite. Niggas throwing his bag that he had to end up taking the lowest bag. Oh, he that's wanted what I'm saying. Is he on this ball, the value in it is them saying that this is the ball. No. All the you got to say. Yeah, nigga, I just want. I don't know. I think you should hold it. If Aaron Judd yeah, come I'm out and say. Well, wait, <laughs> Me <I'm too. laughs> Aaron Judd come out and say he tripping. We got that ball from him before he left the stadium that night. How much is that ball worth then? He can say that. Nah, that's now Cypher. There's no yeah, way. Like, you just... be coming up with some yeah, wild yeah, scenario. Come on, I girl. Get out of here, yo. Aaron Judd. 
The value in it is them believing that that's the ball. I said a flip, flop, the flipping. Flipping shit up. Like what? That nigga girl got the Oculus on right now. (laughs) Girl just flips every situation to make him win. Like, this is not it. It just happens. You chose to just sell it, and that's just what it is. Girl, if you think you think I ain't hit Stephen A. I'm hitting Stephen A. Man, you fucking hit me. I'm everywhere with the ball. Judge is a liar. Yes. Gonna be on the campaign. Good luck with that one. I'm gonna be telling that shit. Stephen A. would definitely break the case. One hundred percent. Oh, y'all niggas playing y'all faith in Stephen A. Now. Oh my god. That came too. Judge, you selling? Judge, when you selling it? Because I don't even care. Judge, when you. Um. Nigga says Stephen A got my I'm back. Hold, I'm holding I'm for a few years. I, at first, I said like Mad Long, but um, I'm gonna relax. I would say though, like I will hold it for like two, three years, yo. Mm-hmm. I would because like it's gonna come and go. Like the hype is gonna come and go and it's gonna die down. But the hype beasts, they ain't going nowhere. You know what nope. I'm saying? They ain't going nowhere. So it's only going to appreciate. Actually, what I what I would do, this is what I would do. And shout out to whoever. This is a gem and a jewel for whoever catches it. It won't be me because I'm not going to no Yankee games. But what I would do is I would just, I would make it an NFT. So I would, I would let it appreciate in value. And I would put it on the blockchain, make it an NFT. For those who don't understand NFTs, basically... It's a database that allows you to be this, the sole owner of said thing, whatever it is that you put on the blockchain. And so if I sell something for, if I if I put something up there and it's for sale, let's say it's worth $1,000, right? You buy it for $1,000. Then you go and resell it for $5,000. Well, I have built in to the contract that I get 10% of the money every time it's resold. So now you sell it, the next person sell it for 5,000, I get 10% of that. The next person sell it for 15,000, I get 10% of that. And I get that forever in perpetuity. So I would do that. I would do that. I would get the one initial big payday and just put it on the blockchain and just continuously make money every time somebody sells it. That's what I would do. Are people still doing that? Because everybody was just like stopping with that. See, here's the thing. It's a lot of misinformation and people just be talking. (laughs) So it's not going anywhere, okay? This is not like a fad. This is not, it's, no, the, don't believe the hype. It's more imperative that you kind of like do your own research and kind of tap into it because you can put anything on the blockchain. And it's 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 a thing called smart contracts um, for people who are into like selling their homes. And when it comes to selling your home, you can create a smart contract that says, okay, we're selling a house for, I don't know, 300000 whatever it is. Um, and then what you do is, again, you write into that, okay, every time that this property is sold, I get 1% of, you know, the the, the earnings from the, the, this, this property being sold or whatever the case may be. Like, that's just another uh, stream of revenue. It's another way that you can create that generational wealth because you just have money making money for you. So I would encourage any and everybody to look into NFTs and things of that nature because um, it's a great way to make money. So that's my tidbit on that. 
Um, Not if I catch that motherfucker. <laughs> now, if you catch it, I'm going to sell it to you. But, you know, you going to sell it too? You definitely going to resell it. That The power's in the resale. We see that with yeah. sneakers. We see that with sneakers all the time. Sneakers worth $75 or, or a pair of shoes, whatever, $75. The resale, three fifty dollars ASAP. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it has to be. Well, we we're not gonna go down that road. But yeah, if the sneakers worth, if it's mad demand of the sneaker, then of course. But I just seen sneakers go the other way. Well, that's what we talking about though. We talking about the demand. We talking about the the record breaking baseball. It's a demand for that. Saying that when the shit go the other way. Nah, dead money don't make no money. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It can go the other way. That's why I'm getting that shit. Go the other way. Y'all only looking at one way the shit could go. That's what I'm saying the whole time. The shit could go the other way, and you just stuck with a baseball. Nah, but I don't see it being stuck the other way because it's a moment in history. A lot of the old stuff that they have, like when Mike Tyson was fighting with his gloves and stuff, those stuff are still right. like. You know how many times he fought and knocked people out in one second right. or whatever? Those gloves were still worth something because mm-hmm. they're still worth something to someone else, too. They don't have to be worth anything to 75,000 people, but they have to be worth something to one person. And mm-hmm. that one person who has the disposable income to pay for it. And even if I make $10,000 off of it, it's still more than what I paid for them damn seats. It's still more than what I what I was planning on getting. So my thing is, you're saying that it could go the opposite way. You know who is not going to go the opposite way for Aaron, because it was still something that he did in a moment of time, and I'm sure he would want it too. Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> All I gotta say. He bet on himself. He ain't bet on no game. That don't make no sense. <laughs> bet on the fucking baseball. You he talk bet on about. himself. I see, bet on myself. Or I bet on the baseball. See, he bra- he dragging you down. See, of all time. <laughs> 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 you won't be considered the greatest baseball player. So I'm just saying. Yeah, that that hair dye fucked Frodo up, man. I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> that little piece in the front was Yo, I got the ball, and it's, it's I can hold out for as long as I man. Give me whatever y'all got before I get out the stadium, man. That's what you got. Here go my cash app. I'm telling niggas, send me my shit through cash app. I'm out, man. Y'all figure that shit out. 750? Give me that shit. I don't, I don't think niggas send what I want cash app. Nah, cash app got a limit. <laughs> yeah. Cash app limit too low. what I want. And I need my wire Eat confirmation. <laughs> nigga said, what? pay me in bud. <laughs> like, I, you gonna have to send that to the Swiss account, actually. My offshore, send that to I my offshore. Text on that. <laughs> Fuck well, around and say that's income. Nope, it's not. Oh, real quick, right? I wanted to talk about this before we got out of here. I should have talked about this earlier, but um, so Keenan Thompson from originally from Keenan and Kale back in the day when we was younger, but of course he's been. Um, a star on Saturday Night Live for years, and um, him and his wife are estranged, divorced, whatever the case may be. A uh, report came out that one of the guys that they all work together, because um, he met his wife um, on the set. They, you know, she's, I guess, a part of the SNL crew. And there's another guy that's been reported to now be dating his estranged wife. Um, Wolves, hey, what you, what's up? Where they shoot at? Boston? New York, I thought. Oh, I don't know. That shit sound like Boston. 
<laughs> uh, but what you what you what you think about that? Charge it to the game or nah? That's messed up. You know how I do, man. I'm, I'm Wesley with it, and, and um, New Jack City put a champagne on your cancel. I give me another bitch. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hey, babe. You know what it is. Your bitch chose me. What you want me to do? <laughs> Ain't nothing I can do about it. Word. All right. Well, hey, see, yeah. you the you the woman on the pod. What do you think? That's nasty. Do you think charges oh, to the yeah, game? How man. how you feel? I think it's nasty, and I think she just like. First of all, Keenan been there for a while, so Keenan mm. got that bag. You don't think with your heart. You think strategic if you was trying to get with uh, somebody. I would definitely have not gotten with a lower grade co-host. I would have went up. <laughs> I probably would have tried to get the boss or like the owner. She said, I would have got with a writer, goddamn. Yeah, like somebody that tells him what to do. You always go for like their favorite sports athlete. Um, Damn, you go see? for his boss. You go Scandalous. for people. No, because I'm going like to Boston. It sounds like Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Running to Boston. Yeah. <laughs> You go if you go go up, you go and try to elevate, you elevate all the way through. That's all I'm saying. But oh, yeah. I mean, to each his own. Maybe she in love. <laughs> and girl, I already know you don't care. So motherfuckers definitely was getting <laughs> elevated, see. <laughs> elevate. It's all good. Speaking to Ella, um, shout out to Ella May. Uh the beautiful, <laughs> illustrious what? Ella May. Oh, yes. We're gonna talk about that pick. <laughs> that nigga had five rugs as, as a mask. I'm like, what the fuck, girls got on? Nah, so check it. So it was a meet and greet situation, <laughs> right? I had um got wifey tickets to the concert, and we did the meet and greet, and but they made everybody wear masks for the meet and greet. So that was what that was about. I was just, I was kind of mad about that because it's like, yo, like. I want to show my pearlies. <laughs> you ain't going to let me show my pearlies? She showed her shits, goddamn. I know. I'm like, yo, what's good? Yeah, like, that niggas looked at like y'all was about to, like y'all was trying to mug her or some shit with the mask on like that. It was mad. Yo, they was mad secretive with it, too. Like, it was crazy. Like, yo, come on, dog. I was man. like, yo, this nigga Jerry's got a jean jacket mask. That shit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, actually, it was a it was a clear mask, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a clear member, you know. I don't wait in line and all that. So, and it was the regular, it was the it was the regular cloth material. It was dark blue. blue. Y'all got the light blue. I got the navy. I mean, (laughs) I mean, so (laughs) the spice up is. His jean jacket mask. <laughs> that, nigga, that nigga had a Sherpa line in his mask. All that shit. Sherpa line. They, like, they, they was dead ass with that meat Greek. We got the Sherpa. I cannot. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sherpa's funny. That is funny. Um, but yeah, shout out to MJB. She gave a hell of a concert. Um. Hits on top of hits on top of hits, uh, as we already know. But it was a dope, it was a dope show. LMA was dope, and Queen Naja opened up the show. She was dope as well. So, oh, uh, fire, fire! That's a nice lineup. Yeah, that was a nice, that was a nice lineup. So, I mean, you know, anybody, nigga, would do it though. You know, she's a woman. Okay, she's not a nigger. 
<laughs> see, see, that's how you, that's how Yonkers do. <laughs> you wild. Yo, girl, girl, Jersey wing, dog. That never, <laughs> never. <laughs> Don't put no smut on Jersey, my name. Wing, <laughs> you think you'd be a nigga? <laughs> but um, yeah. So that was that was dope. Uh, they might be coming to a city near you if they haven't left yet. But uh, y'all should check them out. Um, and I don't got nothing else. I don't got nothing else. Uh, well, I mentioned football real quick. Uh, my squad won. I think everybody's squad won this week, right? Yeah, I know Wolves was talking that NFC East shit, and now the NFC East (laughs) best division in football. What we talking about? (laughs) Well, 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 refresh my memory, girl. Yeah, I bet you you do. Is the best division in football right now? NFC East. Who's the NFC East? Uh, Ah. Simple question, though. Simple answer. True, true, true. true. Now we get it. We get it. It's all good. Who y'all play? See, here we go. Uh, Here we go. Where's the where's the ah with that? Here we Ah, we go. Put the ah with that. You can't help your schedule now. Yo, press that ah shit. Ah, ah. I, I, we got we got two wins in the division already. I mean, I you know, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, but it's all good. But yeah, I was trying. I was trying to, I like, I was trying to have stuff, everybody bro. even. I was trying to have everybody even. I said we all won this weekend, and you know what I'm saying. You know, just take that. This is good. It's good news. Happy nah, well, that. Cool. Y'all I was like about people playing cool. on my phone. Nah, we talked about it last week, and I mean, basically, it's more of what yeah. we said. I mean, I mean, laid out this week, but it, it was more of kind of what we were saying in terms of like the so the whole concussion protocol situation under normal circumstances, the player is going to sit out and not play the next game. Initially, you wouldn't be re- allowed to return in the same game. They did both, and they blew it. And he got concussed again. He was set out for the rest of that game. Uh, the report just came out that he's going to be out for the next game, which we all could have uh, imagined. Um, I saw the NFL analysts talking about the fact that the NFL, as soon as week five, is probably going to implement new concussion protocol rules that basically state that any type of visible injury where your motor skills are off because you know Tua was wobbly he couldn't walk on his own so if you sustain any type of injury like that where that's the result of you being wobbly or your motor skills are off automatically they shutting you down for the rest of that game and possibly the next game so they're going to start making and changing the rules because they don't want the lawsuits and that's just kind of what it is no bro they figured out that these padded helmets did y'all see the hard knocks this year? Anybody no. seen with the Lions? Yeah, no. yeah, 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 for sure. For the Lions, they they got the in practice. It's a shell of a helmet that goes on top of your helmet that said "cut down head injuries by eighty percent." All of the teams are practicing in these, but they won't put them on in the game because of what the logo or whatever reason. That's the dumbest shit ever. If y'all find out that these cut down head injuries, let the fucking players wear them during the game. 
Yeah, I didn't know that. That doesn't make any sense to me. I agree. Yeah, and, and the helmets, the helmets itself are remodified. And I like the helmets. In yeah, the they're bank. way better than back in the day. But I didn't yeah. know about this 80% better thing that they only use in practice. Yeah, the game. a lot That's of the stupid. players don't, they don't like it. They said it's like having a fucking wagon on your head. So it's too heavy is what they're saying. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Just just, I hope it was a... uncomfortable when they first started making them. <laughs> yeah, because I remember the first time I put a helmet on, I'm like, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> but you into... Right. The same way when you first put shoulder pads and all that on, you ain't know how to move and all that, but you get used to it. Yeah. They try to act like they care and it's like, y'all got the shit if y'all really care. <laughs> Oh, nah, we just going to hold you out of the game. We're not going to give you nothing to better protect your head. We're just going to sit you down for a game or two. Fucking stupid. Nah, I ain't going to lie. I still ain't hear nothing. Remember my man in the Bills when they had to carry him out? That's this year. They still ain't saying nothing about homie. They yeah, should look crazy. I don't they know, man. I, I just think that <clears throat> it's a catch-22. I think that it's a violent sport. And there's a certain level of playing the sport that you won't be able to avoid injury or or that violent nature. But I also think that you should try to do certain things to make the game as safe as you can. Um, I think that watering the sport down by going above and beyond for certain things, I don't agree with that. Because I do believe that all players understand that there's a certain level of risk factor that they're taking when they step out on the court, when they step out on the field, when they step in the ring, whatever the case may be. And so they accept that because they love the sport, it feeds their families, so on and so forth. So I don't think that you can totally absolve people from them choosing to play that sport. Um, and I don't think that you can make boxing safe. I don't think that you can make you know, uh, UFC fighting safe. You know what I'm saying? Like these are violent sports. Football is more of the same. You're running full speed into grown men and crashing into them for two hours a week. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not something that you can just automatically make safe. Again, there's certain things that you can implement to try, but we can't just be obnoxious and think that, you know, one little rule change is gonna somehow uh, make it all better because that's just not gonna be the case. So I just think it's important that everybody is honest and, um, you know, they're really running from that lawsuit. That's really what it is. Watching the movie Concussion, it put in perspective for me and I'm sure a lot of other people exactly what happens when you get a concussion and when you have when you have a head on collision. Because they gave I think everybody here saw it, but they gave uh, illustration of a woodpecker and they were saying that. Um, you know, his a woodpecker who chops that wood, he goes at whatever mile per hour and he, you know, damages the wood like like, you know, at whatever rate, right? And then they show the brain and they would say basically saying the brain is like jello was suspended in water. They said it was, I forget the number, something crazy, like a hundred times the impact of that of a woodpecker to a tree. You know what I'm saying? When you crash into somebody um with with a head collision or just a, a regular collision so it's a violent sport the brain is not supposed to move around and <laughs> and be jumbled around like that but you can't take the onus off of these players either they know what they're signing up for they know what they're signing up for and we can only hope and pray that you get through it with minimal energy uh injury that's it 
Yeah, I give the defensive coaches and administration credit. The, the hits I have been seeing have been nice, clean, legal hits so far. So they're making a conscious effort to, like, lead with their shoulder and make it with chest. And, you know, before, a lot of people used to lead with their helmet shit like that. So that used to be a problem. That's how I don't, we grew I don't up. Wanna... Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know that? That's like one-on-one Pop Warner. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Word. Um, so yeah, I don't have uh anything else. Do y'all have anything else before we get out of here? Uh, mad music. Freddie Gibbs dropped, Tory dropped, Ransom dropped some shit, Rome Streets. Oh, oh who else? I ain't hear none of it either. Like zero. Yeah, it's mad music, though. Too many in the name. Where I want to say, um, I think I seen some. I don't know. Man, it's mad music. Let's put it this way: it's mad music. What I will say is, I am waiting for the full video to drop of the Mad Fafa podcast with Yayo on there. Tony Yayo looked like that might be the best, the best math pod to date. Like he giving it up and. I can't wait to see it. I'm watching all of the clips. Math has been on the tear. We've mentioned that a lot. Shout out to my expert opinion podcast. Like that is definitely one of my favorite. And I can't wait to the full Tony Yayo episode to drop because that looks fire. But other than that, um, you know, I don't have anything else. So as always, you know, we, we remind everybody to uh, do your part and make sure that y'all telling a friend to tell a friend. And until next time, anything we go. You say you a gangster, but you never pop none. You say you a wankster, and you need to stop from damn, homie. In high school, you was the man, homie. The fuck happened to you? I got the sickest vendetta when it come to the cheddar. Nigga, uh-huh. you play with my paper, you gon' meet my better. Now, shouty think I'm a sweater. I'm uh-huh. sipping on I'm a better. I'ma yeah. hit one stendetta. I know I could do better. She look good. But I know she after my cheddar She tryna get in my pocket Told me and I ain't gon' let her be easy Start some bullshit, you get your whole crew wet We in the club doing the same old two-step Gorilla unit cuz, they say we bug down Cause we don't go nowhere without toast, we dug down You say you a gangster, but you never pop nothing We say you a wankster, and you need to stop running You go to the dealership, but you never cop nothing You been hustling a long time and you ain't got nothing You say you a gangster, but you never pop nothing You say you a wankster, and you need to stop running You go to the dealership, but you never cop nothing You been hustling a long time Rico music, Rico music, Rico music, Rico music.